Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. All right, all right, all right. Before we get started today, we just wanted to say welcome to the club. Footwork.club is now live, the official footwork website where you can find all the footwork content, including some new features. That's right. Along with our podcast and guests, you can find exclusive written articles, including blogs about our own stories, free products that can help with chasing the dream, as well as our first official merch. All that and more to join the club. So today we welcome current second Bundesliga professional Ryan Malone, an American and former D3 athlete who now plays for Hansa Rostock. We're extremely excited to have him join us today. So again, thank you and welcome to Footwork, Ryan. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Now, Ryan, our motto here is make your own path, essentially meaning to follow your dreams, not be held to the normal routes if they don't fulfill you. Now, what does make your own path mean to you? Yeah, for me, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, when you have a goal that you want to set out and, and accomplish to, you know, just do whatever you possibly can do to make that goal happen. And if that means taking small steps and not focusing on the end and end, uh, end, end goal and taking those little steps in front of you and kind of focusing on those, then, you know, the end goal is going to happen if you focus on the little things first. Mm, yeah, 100%. I mean, as someone who's played in the Division Three in the U.S., I don't think or maybe, you know, there isn't so many that would expect you at this stage, at least from afar, maybe in your close circle could see it, you know, playing in the second Bundesliga, which I believe is a top 20 league in the world. So pretty crazy. And I mean, you might be one of the only ones who's made that big of a jump. So in terms of like a level of success, is this something that you always saw for yourself or it kind of, you know, once you made the move to Germany, it kind of came into fruition more. Yeah. So since I was a little kid, my, my goal was to play professional soccer. And originally that, that goal was the MLS. Um, but, you know, playing division three in college, you know, that kind of dropped drastically because a lot of, a lot of players in division three don't get that look, don't get that, you know, that, that opportunity to, to make something happen, you know? Um, but I was, you know, lucky enough to have a coach that was German from college okay. and he had, he actually had a uh, connections here and his, one of his best friends was, uh, at the time was a, a small agent and also like a goalkeeper coach. And so he got me, he was able to kind of let me get my foot in the door here in Germany. Um, so yeah, uh, playing professionally was definitely my, uh, my overall number one goal. Um, and coming here was for sure the best thing I could have ever done. You know, if I didn't make a move here, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, be where I am, you know. Were you the only one from your graduating class or from Springfield College that, you know, kind of took that aim in Germany? Yeah, during my, uh, my, my, my graduating class, yeah, I was the only one. But then the year after me, there was a player that came, uh, that came on some trials here in Germany. Um, he definitely was good enough to play, you know, Regionalliga for sure. Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, sometimes things doesn't work out. He missed his family a little bit and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, if you're, if you're someone who, you know, is willing to, you know, put in the effort and take, you know, take the risk and everything like that, it's, it's definitely, you know, worth a shot to, to give it a go. Yeah. Now, um, did you ever come over? I know some players, German players, will come back to Germany to do like during their college years to come here and play preseason with the team, but it's just training and go back to college. Now, did you do that before you graduated or you never came to Germany before graduating? No. So I the first time I came to Germany was in 2000, 2014, and it was uh, it was during the spring and I came here just to just not even on trial it was just the train like you said and it was just kind of see you know see the style of play and it was with all fourth league teams it was all all teams from regional league and it was uh just to kind of see the style see you know how the system kind of worked and everything like that what, do i even fit in what i you know what i have an opportunity and stuff like that and uh i came for for three weeks in the spring of 2014 and then in 2015 i had my when i when i graduated from college i had my my official trials that i had here i had on trial with three different teams um, but yeah, there was, like I said, in 2014, I was here for three weeks, uh, just to kind of, you know, see how, see how it worked. And I fell in love with, fell in love with the system, fell in love with the style of football. And I was just like, oh, I have, I have to give it a shot, you know? Yeah, absolutely. To kind of piggyback on that, what were some of the differences that you saw? I mean, really fresh in university, really playing and then spending those three weeks, I guess, in terms of team culture, but also in terms of style of play and what you needed to do 
to be able to play at this level? Like what, what, what were some of the differences you saw? Well, the number one difference was, uh, was the, the tactics and like the organization of like, you know, offense and defense, you know, when you think about it, you know, college soccer is kind of, uh, it's not, it's organized. Yes, for sure. But it's kind of, everyone's kind of doing a little bit more of their own thing. And there's a lot of individual quality on the field. And then here in Germany, I noticed that they take that individual quality and they kind of put it into a, a team a team aspect of like how we're going to play offensively, how we're going to play defensively and stuff like that. And that was one of the biggest, biggest differences. And the biggest things that I noticed right away was, uh, was the tactics, especially on the defensive side of it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to, to come back again with, um, the division three, it might be a, a common topic today. So sorry to keep bumping back <laughs> no to that, but, uh, um, I know we experienced it. There's a lot of talk outside. Um, again, it goes with that stigma of, of playing. If you're not, uh, division one, if you didn't get drafted in the MLS that, you know, you shouldn't really go professional. You should work. You should use that college degree. So did you have that kind of talk from outside and, and in general, how do you kind of deal with whether it's non-believers or naysayers or haters um, back then, or even now? Yeah, you're definitely going to have the, the people who are going to say, oh, you know, what are you doing? You're not going to, you're not going to make it and this and that. You, you know, the guys who play professional are going to be guys that play division one in college and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you got to have a good group of people around you that like kind of, kind of builds you up when you're, when other people are trying to pull you down. And so, like I said, I mentioned my coach before, and he was one of those people who was like, he was a big mentor for me. And, uh, you know, anytime that there was like the negative hates or the negative comments of, you know, why are you doing this? He was always someone that, that brought me up. But like I, like I said before, I always had a, a mindset of uh, I'm going to play professional soccer, no matter where it is, how it's going to happen. You know, if you, if you have that mentality of I'm going to make it happen for myself, then of course, anyone who plays division three can play, can, can make it. You see the quality yourself quality in division three it, it, it's still very high in college um yes division one those are the you know the top players in the country and everything like that and those are the ones who are going to be drafted and everything but the, you know there's so many players throughout the country that played division three but maybe they went to that school for more of the you know their studies what they wanted to do in the future or something like that and maybe uh they were focusing more on their future from you know the academic standpoint instead of their their athletic standpoint you know and so there's so many players that uh, that I played against that were at that time maybe better than me or something like this. You know what I mean? And so if they had the the ambition or the the, the vision to play professional soccer, Division Three, it's it's just uh, in my opinion, it's just the name of you know where you played. It doesn't mean it's not for me. It's not a category of yeah, just because he played Division One, he's better than me, or I, because I played Division Three, I'm I'm lower than him or something like that. Um, so if you're, if you're someone who's played division three and you have the, the mindset of, you know, I really want to, you know, make, make this happen for myself, then of course you can definitely make it happen. Um, mm. anything is possible when you put your mind to it, you know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. And I guess, um, you know, you kind of in, in living in Germany for, for many years now, like you have, um, you can see the youth, you can see kind of how the path to pro is. Um, now seeing that, I guess it's tough to have regrets because you have, done such a good job in making this jump but do you think it would be much different from you growing up in a system like there is in germany or even just bypassing college and going straight to germany after high school um i think for me personally with my development and my growth that i've gone through uh going to college was for sure and a good decision that was the correct decision um Mm. i don't think i was uh mentally uh, ready to, to pursue a professional career um, directly after college. Maybe I, I was, maybe I was talented enough, you know, I'll never know, obviously it was a long time ago, but I think mentally I was, I was not ready to, to pursue that. And, you know, going through the, going through the system in college kind of helped me get that, get the right mentality of, you know, the, just growing up and learning, you know, the style of play and more of the team cohesion and stuff like that. Um, but going back onto your other question of if, going through the system here would be a little bit different. I, I definitely 100% agree that it would be different. I think um, the way that the system here with the youth programs and leading up to the first, the, with the first teams and the professional teams, uh, they're definitely at an advantage than what we do um, in the U S and you're starting to see a little bit more of, uh, of having, you know, youth programs um, that are connected with professional teams in the U S but it's definitely not like the way it is here um, because 
here, you, you're, you're known from a very young age, you know, if you're playing for Bayern Munich's youth team or something like this, your, your name is getting out there from the time you're 10 years old up until the time you're 18 and you're like, okay, I'm ready to sign my first professional contract. Um, and like I said, with tactics before, these kids are learning the tactics from such a young age. And so everything to them is just, it's, it, it becomes second nature. And so I definitely think the way the youth programs and the way that everything is uh, brought up is definitely for sure an advantage the way it is here. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want to skip over it before we jump to you uh, officially making the jump to Germany. But the one difference that, uh, as you know, in America is that many people, many athletes play multiple sports. And I don't want to skip over that. You won a natty ship with, uh, with your college team in volleyball, correct? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. I mean, walk us through that. I don't want to skip over that because that's sick. Uh, yeah. So I played, I played soccer, basketball, and volleyball, um, basically my, my whole life. Um, I played basketball all throughout high school, volleyball all throughout high school and obviously soccer. And then when I got to college, uh, I wanted to and volleyball because the seasons didn't really overlap so much. Um, two years I, I spoke with my my soccer coach and he really wanted me to focus more on uh, on soccer and if I wanted to like de develop my skills and my knowledge more to to pursue my professional career then I should you know focus a little bit more on my first two years and all the soccer side of it and I was 100% was in agreement with it and then um, my my last two years of college uh, I decided to um, pursue the volleyball side of it and so um, yeah that was that was definitely a wild ride uh, being able to compete in two national championships one we, we won one and then my final year we lost unfortunately in the finals but uh yeah that was uh <laughs> that was definitely one of the one of the coolest moments from college for sure do you find I any mean, do you find any times to still play volleyball actually yes uh when i go home over the summer over summer break i'm always my, my buddy my buddies and i are always playing at least at least one tournament um whether it's uh, outdoor or indoor um we're always uh, looking to play something for sure <laughs> I mean, you, you surely are the only Bundesliga player to ever win a national championship. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I think you can definitely chalk uh, down I, for sure. I, I, yeah, I think so too. I think so too. <laughs> so um, when you do, when you graduate and you officially make the jump to Germany, um, where did you wind up landing? Uh, my first station was uh, in, in Magdeburg. That was, uh, we were, they had just recently been promoted to the third division. Um, and so they, I actually signed my contract when they were, in the fourth league, but they were in a, in a promotion spot. And then they ended up playing against, uh, I think they played against Offenbach from, from the South and they ended up winning. And so they ended up getting promoted and I was you know, happy enough to have my first contract, the uh, uh, professional contract in the third league. So that was pretty cool. I mean, yeah. And to see some of the scenes in terms of stadiums, fans, I mean, this must've just been like a crazy experience for you. Um, Again, we've talked about it before, but what were some of those adjustments that you found yourself like, okay, I need to get better at this right away when you were stepping into these situations? Um, so the number one thing for sure is the language. Um, you know, if you want to, because of how much I, I, I emphasize a lot on tactics here, and if you wanted to learn the tactics and your coach is speaking German to you and you don't speak German, you know, you're not going to know what you're supposed to be doing. He's going to say, hey, you got to go here. And you're like, wait, what, what do I got to do? You know, and so. Number one thing for me, I had to learn the language on the field as quickly as I possibly could. I actually, uh, I had, I printed out a, a, a sheet of like all these different commands that, you know, someone would, someone would give on the field. And so I ended up like, I go to train, come home and I just like read these things, read them out loud and read them out loud. And I would try them in training. And if I said it wrong, like I would always want someone to correct me because like, if I say it wrong and no one corrects me, I think I'm right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, learning the language was for sure the biggest thing to be able to understand the, understand the, uh, the tactics side of it. So like whenever I had a question or the coach was saying something, I actually knew what was going on. Um, but yeah, that was uh, by far the biggest adjustment that, you know, I needed to learn right away. Yeah, we are, we are both strong believers in that. And I found the same thing. Um, and then not only does it help you a uh, footballing aspect, but you earn the respect of the players more or quicker, oh, quicker. Yeah. I feel, yeah. um, you know, if you show an effort and like you said, you wanted to correct you. I mean, there's plenty of words that I said wrong, which, you know, like <laughs> Alice and Ross outside or like up totally different things, but you know, it sounds the same in the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
another funny one, but I'll say that for off the pod. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that one. In terms of changing the feel, that word, but there's also another word that's not a very nice word. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, so you played one season with Wagnerberg? Yeah, I was there one season. I actually was unfortunate. I had two back-to-back injuries. Uh, I I just, you know, I, I didn't start the first couple months, and then I got my first start um, from Magdeburg. Uh I ended up playing the full 90 minutes, and I scored the game-winning goal. It was 1-0, and I scored the 88th minute. And uh, then I was able to, like, I earned basically my spot, and then the next game I scored again as well. And I, at this point, I was playing left. We were playing over the back four, and I was playing left back. Um, and then my third game from the start, I, in the 15th minute or so on a corner kick, someone landed on my knee and I tore my MCL. Um, so I was out for, uh, I think 10 to 12 weeks. And then right after Christmas, this was right before Christmas break, came back for Christmas break. And then I had, uh, um, I had my time, we had preseason and we went to Spain, came back from Spain, first training back after Spain, we were playing on, uh, on turf. And there was because there was snow all over the ground and there was like snow and ice and we had to shovel it off but there was still like a little layer of ice underneath and so i took a bad step i slipped my foot got stuck and then i tore my uh, on my other side i tore my syndesmosis bond uh, or ligament bond yeah, i'm still speaking german right <laughs> ligament and uh that i was out for i was out for 14 weeks with that and so there's a, a long period of time where i kind of uh you know i wasn't with the team i didn't have you know time to you know, be with the guys and, you know, basically earn my place. And so unfortunately my, my contract wasn't extended. Um, but then I signed with, uh, I went on trials that summer and I signed with, uh, with um, Stuttgart kickers and that's down South. And so that was my, my second season here in Germany. It's a, it's one thing that I think is quite difficult as a, especially as a foreigner with injuries. I mean, injuries are tough as it is, but being a foreigner, just being in a different place, not having, the support systems that you have back home besides being on the phone or FaceTime. Um, what were some things that you learned during that time away from the field? And, you know, what are some, some things that were difficult for you? Um, I was lucky enough to have my, my wife. Um, she moved right away. She moved uh, to Germany with me. Uh, she was, she came like maybe a month later in August. She came, I, I came in June. She came in August. Um, but thankfully I had her with me because, you know, I, I for sure would have, had some mental breakdowns if I didn't have you know someone to talk to like you know you can always call your family but you know to have that you know face-to-face connection with someone you know some knowing someone's there for you and especially when you're going through a situation like that um that was definitely one of the biggest things that like kind of got me through it and kept pushing me pushing me forward and uh you know not wanting to give up even when you know things were put put putting me back and stuff like this but uh yeah that was uh that was definitely a struggle um but yeah for sure just having that support system when going through something like that is uh the number one thing Mm -hmm. and now you said you were on trial um with the kickers there how do you approach how do you approach trials and then did you was there a bit of you that was a bit disappointed that it was coming back in terms of level uh for sure my goal was to you know stay once i got into the third league right away and my goal was to stay in the third league um but you know i i thought okay maybe maybe this is a sign maybe i I need to you know kind of take things a step back and you know, when I come to, came to the realization that, you know, the fourth league was coming more and more into sight of, uh, you know, this is, a, this is the step that I'm going to have to take to kind of advance my career and stuff like that. And so I was at first, yes, of course, I was, you know, upset about it. But then I, I, I went into it with, uh, you know, an open mind. And when it come, comes to the trials, um, you know, of course, on a trial, you always want to, you know, show your skills and show everything that you possibly can do. But also you don't want to do you don't want to do too much where you you look like you're you're trying too much, you, you know, stay within your stay within your skill level, stay within your, you know, um, within what you can do personally. And uh, yeah, I think during that, that time, they wanted to sign me right away after I was there for three days and they, uh, they contacted my agent right away and they said, yeah, we, we want to take him. Um, and so I was lucky enough to, you know, have a good contract with, uh, with them right away. And what would you say at the time were the biggest differences in between the two teams? Because the third Bundesliga and the, and the Regional Liga, uh, it depends on which Regional Liga and what team in the league, but there can be some uh, significant uh, differences between the two. Yeah, of course. There's all, you know, whenever you're going from a, one league to another, there's always the, the big jump of quality. You know, that's one of the, one of the biggest things. Um, 
but because of the team that I went to, the, the kicker, uh, Stuttgart, they had just been relegated from the third league uh, that season as well. Um, so I had a little bit of connection with them. I knew uh, the, like what they were all about, what, about the club, the style of play they, like, they want to play and stuff like that. And so um, they were a very professional team um, because they were, in a, they, they were in a professional situation with the third league and then dropping down, they wanted to make sure that everything stayed as professional as, as it could be, um, you know, with the full training schedule and everything like that, and having players not have to work, they they wanted to have, they wanted to be able to pay their players well enough to make sure that they, you know, their focus was solely on on football. Um, so, depending on what clubs you go to, um, in a, you know, especially if you want to play, if you want to advance your career, you know, going to a team that's going to be a very professional atmosphere is is definitely one of the biggest. Um, um, things I would say to, to pursue for sure. Mm -hmm. And so you spend a year there. How did that year go? And then how did it end? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was for sure. One of my most difficult years in Germany by far um, to the point where I actually, at the end of the seat, toward the end of the season, I almost, uh, I almost called it quits. I almost went home. There was a point where it started out very, very well. You know, we were doing well and things like that, but we ended up going, we ended up having three head coaches that season. Um, and so there was, the systems were being changed. Players were being rotated out. No one really had like a flow. And at the end of the year, uh, the club was, went bankrupt basically. Um, not completely, but they, they basically told us we have no money. We can't afford to pay all of you. And so they had to start bringing in players that were like, Night, all from the youth teams and stuff like that to pay them very, very, very little money. And so they told 14 players at the end of the season, um, we know you have contracts because I had signed a two-year contract and then they signed a lot of players for two years. And they said, okay, um, you can now go. Um, we have no plans for you and everything like that. And so there's a point towards the end of the season where the relationships that I had with the coaches, um, they, they, weren't really, they weren't really there anymore. Things were, were taking kind of like a, a turn for the worse. Um, and that was happening with a lot of players, not just myself. And uh, at the end of the year, when they told, told me I can go um, at that, after that year, I had legitimately no options. The only option that I had was from like a team from like the seventh league or something like that. It was a really, really, really low, low, low level team. Um, and so I kept saying to my wife, like, well, like what is the point? Like, what, what, what am I doing this for? You know, like, is, is it time to just, just call it quits and just head back home and, um, so that was, it started off really good. You know, I was happy with where the move that I made, but then at the end of the year, it was, yeah, it was, it was very, very difficult. Um, yeah. It's thinking back on it. It brings back a lot of, uh, a lot of emotions and stuff like that. Sure. I bet. But, um, I mean, we, we talk about it all the time and um, maybe it can be a test to your stories. A lot of the times it's not necessarily, you know, the game or soccer, it's the environment. So if you can change your environment, maybe you can, kind of get back those loves and and then you realize okay this is why I do that so what what kind of what were the moments that led to you you know deciding ultimately not to go back to the U.S. and to to keep the boots on um you know it was one of those things where I I said I mentioned earlier that uh you know my college coach is one of my mentors and so I, anytime that there was a, a struggle that I was going through you know I always went to him and just talked to him and like kind of <coughs> excuse me uh, I was kind of talking to him about, you know, my feelings and everything like that. And he was someone who he knew what my potential was. And he knew that, you know, in football, there's going to be a, a lot of ups and downs. Every player goes through it. There's always going to be your, your high moments and there's always going to be low moments. And, you know, he, one of the things he told me was like at your low moments, those are the moments where you learn the most, you know, about yourself and about, you know, what, what can you, you know, push yourself through. Um, and so he kind of like reminded me of the mentality that I have to, you know, never give up even when things are kind of not going your way. And so, you know, talks that I had with him were, were key moments for me to, you know, continue, you know, pushing forward and to, to not give up and to not go back home and call it quits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it, I mean, you end up getting another contract. So how did this come about? Is the bit of a, a miracle coming from, from the, the depths here? Yeah. So uh, my agent, I had signed with a new agent um that season um during that time in Stuttgart and, and he had one one like option for me and I was with uh Lok Leipzig and uh 
that was basically the only option that I had. And so I got a, a very small contract from them. And so at that point I was just like, I'll take it, you know, hundred percent. And it was actually, uh, I think I got the offer it was on, I was at home and it was with, it was a situation with my wife and it was, uh, it was like an important day. I don't remember what day it was, but it was like an important day. And I remember getting a phone call from my agent. And I, I looked at my wife and I was like, I got a contract, like finally, you know, because we were home for, for summer break actually. Um, and so, yeah, I ended up signing a two-year contract with, uh, with Leipzig and yeah, the coaches and the sport director at Leipzig, they basically, you know, they, they gave me a shot, you know, they, they didn't really know much about me. They, they heard, you know, situation that was going on with Stuttgart and they said, okay, we'll, we'll give this kid a shot, you know? And so then I had an un unbelievable two years at, at, at Leipzig. And so, yeah, that was a, that was a big turning point for me. Yeah. And I don't want, I mean, I think this, some listeners, especially Americans might think that's crazy that you can play in the third league, then play on at the time it was a very professional regional league team. And then you have no offers. Like how, how can, how can that happen? It seems unfathomable. It doesn't make any sense, but the reality is there's, you have all these youth players coming up every year and there's yeah. hundreds of them. Only a few are going to make it to the top leagues and the rest are going into the regional Liga or even lower. Um, and like in your case yourself, it's crazy to think that, I mean, you started out in the third Bundesliga and then here you are two years later and no one's giving you a chance. Yeah. Now, how, how, how do you, how do, what do you focus on? How do you deal with that? And like you said, you were on the brink of almost stopping, but in the end you didn't. Yeah. Um, go say the first part of that question again. I was, I was so it's, it's more, that. it's more like you have to, in football, you cannot let your ego or, Hey, I deserve this. You know, I played in the third league. Why is no one, why does no one want me? You kind of have to put that aside and understand that you're yeah. only as good as your last performance. So to say something like this, you know? Yeah, correct. And so if you're, I've learned here, if you're coming from, you know, when a team from the upper leagues or something like this, and you've, you've had your experiences and you've put in the work, um, a lot of teams that when they're looking to sign new players, they look for experienced players. And then when they're looking for players who are, who don't fall in the under 23 category anymore, they want to always get players who, are, who have high experience. And so if you're not someone who's had the high experience or like you haven't had a lot of time in the third league year and, you know, you just came off of a, a struggle season and, you know, in this place. And so at that point, they're going to be looking, they're not going to be looking at your, your previous years. They're going to be looking at, okay, what did he just do? And so they're going to see, okay, at the end of the season, he wasn't playing because, you know, whatever the situation was, you know, why wasn't he playing? There's always going to be the questions in the back of their mind. And so why, why wasn't he playing? What was the reason as to, you know, there's something like this, something, something must've been off. There's something must've been going mm -hmm. on where, um, he wasn't getting his minutes. And so then, then they're like, okay, I'm going to go with someone that I know for sure last season was playing and I know about his situation more. And so when it comes to comparing two people in that position, they're always going to go with the, with the more, the more sure pick, you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, in those moments, it's just, you need to not focus on the, on the things that you can't control and focus on the things that you can and so the one thing that I could control was, you know, having the, a positive mindset of, okay, I now have had, <clears throat> yeah, maybe I not, maybe I didn't get, you know, a whole bunch of offers or I didn't get any, you know, contracts lined up or anything like that because I had, well, I played one year in the third league and then I played a season in the fourth league. You know, why have I not gotten anything? I had, I, I pushed that all to the side and I said, okay, I've gotten this one offer and this one contract, I'm going to take it. And then I'm going to put all my effort and my focus into this, into my two years there. And then we're going to see what happens. And I said in the beginning, one of the biggest things, you know, when, when you set out a goal and you set out a, something that you want to pursue, it's a lot of times you don't want to focus on the end goal. You always want to look and focus on the, on the little steps in front of you. Because if you focus on the one step and one step and one step, the end goal is going to get closer and closer. You know, so that was one of the biggest things. If you focus on the little things in front of you, then, you know, the end goal is going to, the end goal is just going to come. So, you know, those things are going to come. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great advice. And now that this is your your second move in Germany or third 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 city, um, what it, what have you learned up until this point about adapting to new cities, new teams? Um, because ultimately, you need to perform immediately, or they're expecting you to, and it's important to do so. And 
what are some tips that you have to adapt to a new team um, to kind of fit in right away a new style of football, especially going from different leagues? Um, I know in Nordos, I think they play very, very aggressive, direct football, whereas in the West, it's a little more ball possession, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's like you said, knowing like, you know, where you're going and learning the style and knowing and understanding their type of style of play and kind of just, um, if you have the, the capabilities of adjusting your style of play to the team style of play, I think it's, you have a very, very easy adjustment. Um, but when going into a new team, you know, one of the biggest things is to, to get to know the players as quickly as you possibly can and build a relationship, you know, outside the pitch so you can, you know, have a good relationship on the pitch. Um, because, you know, if you, you know, if you're not friends with someone or something like this, you know, that person may not have your back or not want to, you know, support you in a situation where, you know, normally if a friend was there, like a teammate, a good, you know, close relationship teammate, they're going to say, okay, you made a mistake. Okay. I got your back now. You know, if you learn how to quickly adjust and adapt to the players that are on your team, um, that's, you're going to make your moves a, a, a whole lot easier for yourself. And now you've spent, uh, you know, some time at a few different teams and you mentioned teammates. Do you have any specific rules that you feel like, you know, a teammate should have a good teammate should abide by these, these standards or these morals? Um, I don't know. It's kind of tough to, it's tough to say because, you know, you always go up, you're always, every person is different, you know, whatever, every team that you go on, they're always, you're always going to have a different personality of, of teammate. You're going to have, you know, someone who's, who wants to be, you know, as an older player and wants to be respected by the younger players, you're going to have, you know, guys who, uh, who are the captain you're going to, they, they want to make sure that you're, you know, you're following directions and stuff like that, or you're going to have an aggressive player who wants you to be a little bit more. So it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of, kind of hard to give like a, a true, you know, answer to this, as long as you, you know, are going in and, you know, these are your teammates now, maybe if you've, you've played against them in, in future teams and you've all of a sudden gone to their team now, as long as you um, show to them, show them your respect, you're going to earn respect a lot quicker. And so like, you know, here in Germany, it's a lot to do with respect. And especially if you're a younger player and you are with older players, if you, you know, show them the respect that, you know, and understand that the, they have a lot more experience than you, then the older players are going to start to respect the younger, younger players. And then those relationships are going to, you know, become stronger, you know, over time. Mm -hmm. 100%. I mean, something I experienced here, and maybe you guys can attest to this as well, Sean, I'm not sure if we've ever spoken about this, but a difference I saw in terms of trainings, especially when I got into the Regan Liga was, you know, you could have an absolute dog fight with someone, but it stays on the field. I feel like that's something a little different from America. Maybe what I'm used to is that, Sometimes it could carry over into the locker room if you got into it with a guy during training. Is that yeah. something that you experience as well, Ryan? Um, yeah, because I've, <laughs> you know, you're, you know, especially in the professional atmosphere, um, it, it, it didn't, I didn't have this too, too much in college. You know, you're always going to butt heads a little bit with, uh, with teammates, you know, that's normal when, you know, two different opinions and stuff like that. Um, but in college, it was a little bit different. You know, you kind of forgot about the, kind of like push it aside a little bit easier because at the end of the day you both have an end goal and stuff like that and so here in the professional aspect like some players in the lower leagues like whenever you know it comes down to you know playing time and win bonus you know if, you, if you're fighting with someone who's in your position like there's always going to be that that competition within the position of you know i'm going to play my i'm going to it's my turn to play you know this and that and i'm going to prove that it's 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 my time to play and stuff like that. So if you two are the two people are having, you know, their button heads throughout the time there, it's going to be a little bit more intense than it would be than it would be like with, uh, with teammates in college, because, you know, it comes down to, uh, I want to earn my win bonus. You know, we win, we win a game. That's, that's my, you know, it's my time to, to get it. And so I've had situations where me and a teammate have butted heads and it's, it's carried into the locker room. Um, but the thing is, you know, the older you get, the easier it is to deal with, uh, deal with situations like that. Um, and I've noticed that in college, it was kind of like, you know, younger players, a lot of emotions and they did, they, they didn't really know how to put things aside and let things go. Whereas here, if you do get into it with someone, it's a kind of a quick little thing and it kind of gets pushed aside. But as long as you both, you know, I've, every time that I've gotten into it with someone, you know, after training, we kind of go up to each other, Hey, sorry, you know, whatever my bad, you know, everything's, everything's good. And then it's like, 
everything's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's one of the biggest things I've noticed here is that uh, you don't hold grudges kind of, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and you spent, you spent two years at Leipzig. Yeah. And how did that go? Uh, that was unbelievable. That was one of my, my favorite times so far uh, in, in my time in Germany. Um, we both years, we finished top five. Um, I played defensive mid the two seasons. And then the last, like maybe eight games of my second year, I played, uh, I played center back and I ended up scoring 19 goals in the two seasons. Um, so that was for me individually, it was a very, very successful, successful two years for sure. Um, and this was actually one of the, one of the times where I, I was getting a little bit frustrated with the, a little bit frustrated with the system here in Germany, because, um, you know, as a defensive mid, I was, I was, I had a really good age. I'm playing, I was playing in the fourth league and I was waiting for my chance. And I was thinking, okay, I just, I just scored 19 goals in the last two seasons, but for sure I'm going to get an offer in the third league and nothing came about. I did sign a contract uh, quite early. So maybe if I, maybe if I waited a little longer, I would have had an opportunity, but um, I wanted to, you know, for safety and security for my family and everything like that, I wanted to sign a contract early. And this was the first time that I actually got to, got to choose the team um, per se, because uh, the years before I didn't really have much of a choice. Um, I kind of basically just <laughs> took what I could, took what I can get. And so, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I ended up signing with Lubeck really, really early. I think it was end of, uh, I think it was like March or something like this. Yeah. I think it was like end of March, early April that I ended up signing my contract with them. Um, so yeah, the, for sure there was a little bit frustrating with the system. Um, but again, maybe it's because I signed early. Um, so who knows, maybe something would have come about, but at that time, nothing was, nothing was coming. But then you get in, you get in the old fashioned way and you get in through promotion and I mean, our our Americans, you can, you can Google that definition, but, um, how did that, uh, what was that season like? And what was that feeling like to, to make it, you know, in terms of earning it? Yeah, so that was uh, one of the one of the big reasons as to why I ended up signing with Lubeck is because I wanted to I wanted to get into the third league so bad, and they had so many aspirations, such big aspirations to to make it to the third league to to get the promotion. And I saw the the players that they were signing, and it was like all players that had played currently or or previously in the in the third league, and there was players that were coming down from the second league um, who had a lot of experience. And so I was like, okay, if if I'm gonna get be with a team that's gonna get promoted, like this is gonna be the team. And so that was one of the biggest, that was one of the biggest things that, that, that I said, okay, this is, this is the team I want to be on, you know? Um, and so that year was, well, that year was absolutely crazy, but it was, it was kind of interesting because at the end of the year is when, or towards the end of the season, uh, that was when uh, COVID started and, you know, we had to, the season kind of got, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen with the season and everything like that. And so there was, the last few, we understood that the last few games that we were playing were like the most important games that we could possibly play because if the season gets canceled, like we need to make sure we're in a spot where if they say, okay, team who's in first place is going up and the team who's, you know, in second is staying in second, whatever. And so we ended up, uh, we went and won the last couple of games that we, that we had and it put us in, in first place and we were a game behind, but we were also three points ahead. And so then, like I said, then COVID hit and everything went basically shut down mode. Nothing was open. Seasons were, were on hold and everything like that. And so that was pretty wild. And it was, uh, it was pretty funny because when we ended up getting promoted, we were getting promoted, which was great. Uh, but I remember getting, <laughs> you know, we, you, when you dream about, when you've been in Germany and you dream about being with a team that gets promoted, you know, you, you wait for that moment, like, oh, it's the, the final game, you know, you, you just won or something like that, or you earned a point and it puts you in first place and you get that, like, you get that moment where you're just like, you, you know, that fire mm-hmm. feeling of winning the game. And it's just like, oh my God, we did it. You know, it was so strange because I was in my living room and I get a text in our team group chat saying we got promoted. And I was just like, I was like, this is so like, this is so like, like what anticlimactic. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, come on. But I was just like, I was like, I couldn't like wrap my head around it. And my wife was looking at me like, babe, you just got promoted. Like, what do you mean? You know? And then I, it kind of like clicked into my head and I started freaking out. But it, it, at first it was so strange because you didn't have that, like, like I say, you didn't have that, that, you know, that moment. Um, so that was, that was very, very strange <laughs> for sure. Yeah. 
But I mean, ultimately, you you do make it back in the third Bundesliga now. Even uh, so, for listeners out there, he signed for uh, VFB Lubeck, which is the other team in Lubeck. I play for Phoenix Lubeck, which is now our rival, but it's kind of kind of a new a new rivalry. Um, but unfortunately, you guys get promoted, um, and with such a great fan base, you can't play with fans all season or most of the season. Oh, I know. Um, and the season, uh, yeah, unfortunately, doesn't really go as planned. And I, I, I believe, I mean, you could tell us, but I think if you guys have fans, there's no way um, it ends up way, the way it does. Yeah, for sure. I mean, football, like fa- fans is what makes football football. You know what I mean? It's uh, you walk out of a stadium, a full stadium, and you just hear, you, you, you can't even hear yourself think when you're trying to talk to your teammates, you can't even hear them hear them talking and so it's just like football and fans like they 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 just they go together they mesh together so good and so you know without fans it was, it was a very very you know strange feeling um and i 100 percent agree that those games that we lost are like or we only earned a point at home mm-hmm. if we have fans being able to you know not just push us but kind of put the pressure on the other team like you know that's why that's why it's always called a home field advantage. You know, there's always, yeah. you know, whenever you have your home fans supporting you and behind you and they're getting in the heads of the other team, you know, it's always, it always gives you that extra edge, you know, to win the game or to earn point big points that you need to earn. And so, yeah, I, you know, things didn't go the way they, they, that, you know, we had planned, of course, but I, uh, I a hundred percent in agreement with you that if we had fans, I think, you know, we could have earned points where we, where we didn't um, last year or so. Right. Yeah. And then, and then come the end of the season, you guys, so you wind up uh, getting relegated. Um, and, you know, that happens. You go from the high of getting promoted, and now you're on the other end getting relegated. What's in your head now at this point? Um, at that point, I was, I was, like, very, very frustrated, of course, from, you know, the, the, the way the season went. And, unfortunately, like, I, I actually didn't – personally, I didn't have – you know, the greatest year, um, to be honest. Uh, I had started the first few games. I had started, and then there was a game against Dresden where I got a red card in the first five minutes of the game, um, which was kind of unfortunate, but, you know, it is what it is. Red cards can, red cards can happen. Um, and so I was suspended for three games. Um, we had we didn't do well the first two games that um, I was suspended, but then the third game that I was suspended, we had won the, our first game of the season, actually. Um, and so the coach didn't want to switch switch anything up, which is totally understandable. You know, you never change a winning team kind of model and stuff like that. And so um, we ended up winning the next game, which was on a team aspect was great. You know, we were starting we started to put our, our foot in the door, started getting our rhythm in the, in the league and everything like that. And so I was kind of kind of pushed to the side um, for for a good chunk of the season, and I ended up not playing for a few more months after that. A couple of times I wasn't even in the roster and. You know, it was frustrating for me because I, I felt like I was putting in, you know, I was putting in so much effort, but not getting anything in return and stuff like that. And so, um, and at that point, we were also not performing as a team. And so I was waiting for my chance to get, you know, get put back, put back in the starting lineup and just things didn't happen. Um, and then there was a point where um, I ended up getting my start again. And so we started playing, we started winning games and I was playing and this and that. And so I ended up playing the rest of the season, but then we ended up getting relegated um and then at the end of the season when it was all done and i was looking for a new team that's when uh it was it i started to get reminded of the time in stuttgart where you know nothing was coming there was no offers coming in and uh every team and there was offers from the force league um but again it was i just fought i felt like i fought so hard and the steps that i took i fought so hard to get back to the third league and now that I was here, it's like, it's just like got ripped out of my hand. And it's just like, no, like this, it's not meant for you. And I, I always had this running joke with my wife that I was not meant to play in the third league, you know? And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, the whole summer, um, I was, you know, in contact with my agent every single day and every team in the third league kind of overlooked me and said, yeah, he was just a center back on a team that just got, got, got relegated you know, we're, we're looking other ways, you know, and they started naming you know, all of the negative things that were about me, you know, he, you know, he struggled with tactics, he wasn't, you know, this and that, and it was just like all the things that, you know, would kind of, a coach would kind of say no to a player, and so um, that was uh, kind of very, very, it was, it was frustrating for me as well, because at the end of the season, I thought I had an unbelievable, like, second half of the year, 
Um, and so when I started seeing that there was no progress coming and there's no offers coming in and there's nothing kind of happening for the third league, it started to bring me back. And it was just like, I felt that, like I said, I felt that Stuttgart feeling again. And so it was, uh, it was very, you know, kind of put me down and put me in a, in a bad, bad spot mentally. Um, and then, you know, I've ended up, uh, getting in contact with Rostock and I ended up, you know, was lucky enough to have a trial with them and, uh, I performed well enough to, to earn a contract with Rostock. So that was, a. Uh, Again, like I said before, there's a lot of highs and lows in football and in the life of football. And, uh, you know, you learn from the lows and you, you enjoy the highs. I like the running joke because I guess uh, with you guys, it extends <laughs> even till now because, I mean, you, you, you don't sign with a third Bundesliga no. team. You sign with a second <laughs> Bundesliga team. And it's exactly. amazing. I mean, uh, there's a video of you on social media. I think maybe it's on your Instagram. It seems uh, maybe you can talk about this moment a little bit, but it seems like you maybe just got a call from whether it's the team or the agent and you just seem in this pure elation kind of encapsulates all those pressures that you were talking about before. And then the uncertainty yeah. of not having, you know, a team, especially with a, you know, a family and, you know, all this time, all these moments leading up, what did that moment mean to you? And can you just touch on it a little bit for us? Oh man, that was, that was for sure. Oh, that was like one of the highlights of my life. I swear getting, it was a phone call from my agent and it was, uh, I had gotten, I had, I had the, the week trial cause they were in training camp and I went, went to them with, for training camp. And originally I had asked, I had spoken to coach and it was, uh, I was going to be just going just to kind of train and stay fit. Um, but then I performed so well that they ended up, uh, they ended up saying, okay, you know, we're really happy with you. You know, we'll, we'll stay in contact for the next week and see, you know, see what comes. And then, you know, I wasn't getting any phone calls, nothing was that. And so I was like, okay, you know, maybe it's not going to work. And so I ended up uh, going on and going, not going on trial, but I was going in training with other teams um, just around just to stay fit and kind of see what was coming. And I was, I was still waiting for something to come in the third league. I was going to wait basically until the end of the transfer transfer period is like as long as I possibly could. Um, and then, yeah, that phone call was from my agent and it was the club saying that they were, they, they were going to sign me. And I was just like, I, 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 I like, I can feel the emotions that I went through. And it was just like, oh, I, I was actually sitting on my, on my patio outside and my wife and I were sitting on the couch. My daughter was just kind of like running around or something like this. And I remember getting a call and I looked at Kate, I looked at Kate, my wife, and I was like, it's, it's, it's Philip, you know, it's my agent. And so I went inside and she started recording. I had no idea she was recording and she started recording and so I got the phone call and, and my agent just goes, pack your bags. You're going to Rostock. And I <laughs> just was like, I was just like, you gotta be kidding me. And I just like, I, was, I, I like, I, I feel like I was like, like I was floating. Like, you know what I mean? It was just like one of the craziest feelings in the world. So I was just like, holy crap. Like Rostock just got promoted. They're in the second Bundesliga. league. It was just like everything, all the info of like, you know, where I was about to be just kind of flowed right in. And I was just like, oh, I was just overwhelmed with like emotion and stuff like that. And, yeah, that was, it's crazy that my wife recorded it. I'm, I'm so happy she did because I like, you know, I'll be able to like, you know, at the end of the, you know, when I'm all done with this, I'll be able to look back at, you know, some of the most beautiful moments that I've like been lucky enough to, to experience and stuff like that. And that's definitely going to be, uh, definitely going to be up there as one of the highest. I would say. <laughs> and for all you aspiring footballers out there, I want to reiterate that. Ryan went on a, a training camp just to train and stay fit. But he performed well, and you never know when a team is going to see you. You do something in training where it wasn't a trial. He was just there to stay fit, and maybe they need training players. You never know. But every opportunity you step on the field, every time you're on the field, it can be a moment where, I mean, here we go. He, he just got relegated from the third league, and now a second Bundesliga signed him. I mean, that's incredible, Ryan. But, I mean, I can't even imagine. I mean, you telling that story just gives me the goosebumps. That's <laughs> like I'm sure in your head it was like oh it's that's that's off you know that's off the table, and then for sure yeah they come back it's insane yeah what a story yeah that was that was <laughs> that was just nuts oh I keep like thinking back on it just like I, it puts just a big smile back on my face you know mm -hmm. yeah hundred percent think think about the the emotions and the feelings that I was going through that day and of course you saw it in the video I just couldn't you know couldn't hold back you know those happy tears and. Yeah, just pure and pure enjoyment, you know. Rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, to speak on some, I guess, some more moments that come from from the, your time at Hansa. Um, one of the ones that I really like because I think it is such a huge pressure point 
is you taking a penalty against Regensburg in the DFA Pokal. And the scenes are pretty crazy because there seems like such low visibility. So yeah, please just, please just tell us all about that moment. Lead us up to it. Yeah. So that was actually, uh, that ended up being my first start for, for the club. And so that was a, that was a big, big moment for me. And I wanted to, you know, that was my time to kind of, you know, show what I can do and show that I can play at this level and that I can play in this league and stuff like that. And so, um, the build up to the end of the, the game with the penalties, the fog rolled in like wicked late. It was, in the, it was in overtime. And I swear to God, when the ball was on the other side of the field, I could not see a thing. You know, the ball, I'd be looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm like, where the, like, I, I know the direction of where it was, but it was so bad. And I thought it was actually from the pyros from like the fire and everything like mm-hmm. that. Cause there was also the, the fans had put, you know, fire out. And I was like, I couldn't figure out whether it was fog or whether it was from that. And so, that was surreal to be able to like experience like having a game with that much fog, but the penalty, Oh man, I, I'm always someone who wants to take penalties. I've always been like that. I, I always like to feel that kind of that pressure that, you know, um, is on you. Um, but I, there's an, also another little running joke that I, that I say with my wife is that, uh, you know, pressure is just a word. And yeah. I always say to her, I always say to her, like, can you see pressure? No, it's, it's something that's in your mind. It's, there's no such thing as pressure. It's, it's moment it's, it's situations that you know when you understand that there's a big moment you feel pressure but if you're someone who can like you know put yourself in the right mental and right mindset there's no such thing as, as as pressure you know and so i've i've always been someone who wants to take penalties and i second that the whistle blew and we were going into penalties i went right to my coach and i said i'm taking one i'm taking one and i want to go second and he was like okay <laughs> he just wrote my name he just, <laughs> he just said he said okay and wrote my name down and so, yeah, taking that penalty was, uh, that was, that was awesome to be able to help advance us to, to playing against Leipzig yesterday. So, yeah. Amazing. What tips, what other tips would you have for someone? I mean, again, like pressure we talk about, but in terms of just hitting a true penalty, what is something that you just approach it as? Do you approach it as like, I've done this a million times. Is it a thing? Like, do you have a spot? I guess we shouldn't divulge that, you know, information in case you, you do have one specific <laughs> tactic, but I mean, what, what tips would you give? Because it is, it is a difficult thing for people to approach, even though they can do it in training a million times. Yeah. So, you know, there's always, you know, that, that feeling of, Oh crap, it, what happens if I miss, you know, like people always have that thought, but if you're some, you know, if you go into it, instead of thinking, what if I miss, instead of thinking of that, you should be thinking, I'm going to pick a corner. I'm going to pick a small, small, small target. And that's my, that's the only focus. I'm not going to think, what if I miss the right? I'm going to think I'm hitting that spot. And so if you put your mind in your, you put your head in the right mindset of hitting a certain spot, like the chances of you scoring go higher just because you're mm-hmm. at a mental advantage. And so, you know, for me personally, I, I pick my spot before um, some people are a little bit different. They kind of wait and see if the goalkeeper moves and they react and stuff like that. And, uh, um, I had one in college, I had one bad experience where I reacted to the goalkeeper and I shot it off the post and it was in the cup. It was in the, our, our playoffs is in the, in the championship. We ended up winning, thankfully, thankfully, but, uh, I was the only one on my team that, that, that missed. And so like, you know, that was the only penalty I have ever missed in a game ever. And so like that, like that, like, oh, that drove me nuts. It was a sign, so, never again. Never again. And so I, I'm always someone who, who picks my side before. And I kind of, you know, I, I pick a very, very small target of where I'm going to hit. And that's my focus. I like that. I like that a lot. To, um, to, to keep here on, on, on mental aspects, um, one thing that we talk about a lot on the podcast is, you know, reacting to a loss or maybe a bad performance. Um, we try and tell people kind of, you know, it may be healthy to take a break from it, to not be too emotionally attached to it, to maybe come back a day later or something like this and just look at it for tips to learn and grow as a player and then use those to, you know, better yourself in training in the next one. Kind of it's detach yourself from it a bit. How do you approach a loss or a bad performance for yourself? Um, 100%. I, I always get video footage. I, I actually, right before the call, I was watching the game from yesterday from the second half and specifically my half. Um, and I kind of dissect, you know, my gameplay, you know, my tactics and you know, what I could have done better, what I did well and focus on a lot on the positives, um, you know, because if you're someone who focuses too much on the negatives, you're going to bring yourself down. So, you know, obviously you want to better yourself and, you know, correct, 
the mistakes so that they don't happen uh, for the next time. But you're all, you also need to be someone who, you know, when you do something positive, you need to understand that you're doing something positive and you know, recognize and say, okay, that's something that I can continue to do. Um, and for me personally, like anytime that I have a bad game, I'm always gonna, this is me, maybe some people are a little different, but you know, I take the night and then the next day I always get the footage from, from my coaches. And I always, you know, I take time for me and I just kind of watch and, you know, see what I can do. And I actually have a, I actually have a book that yes. is like my number one go-to that I, anytime I'm like struggling with like anything mentally, I, oh hey, hundred yes. percent. Uh, yep. That was my, the first sports psychology book I ever read. Yes, bro. This is this is my go-to, dude. It's this a grail. It's a it's a grail. Yeah. It's the Bible. It is the, it is the best. Uh, the best book I have ever ever read. Best thing ever. And I have like I have so many notes and stuff inside of it and mm. stuff like that. And so anytime that I anytime like um I'm thinking about something that's like you know that reminds me of you know anything negative I always say oh, okay I'm gonna I got I gotta read that and. Uh, I'll bring myself back to a certain chapter in that book. And, you know, for those of us who are listening and not watching, that's mind gym. So check that one yeah. out. That one's a great one. Anything off the, the top of your head off the cusp that you can kind of, that sticks with you from that book. Um, or even so just, yeah, a, you know, kinda, maybe a little synopsis about the areas it can help you in. Oh, it's hundred percent. It gives a lot of stories of like, you know, um players experiences and you know what what they've gone through and it kind of gives uh suggestions at the end of their story as to you know what you can work on and so that that's for sure one of the my favorite things because it gives you a it gives you a different you know aspect on you know because it gives a whole different perspective on other sports and so that's one of the best things is that you can take you can take uh skills from mental skills from other sports and you can kind of bring it into your own into your own game um, when it comes to taking a penalty, it's a very one-on-one situation. Whereas, you know, that you can combine that with like tennis on a serve and stuff like that. So there's, there's situations that you can learn from that book that it's just like that you can take and put it into your own game. You know, it's soccer is a very, very, very team oriented sport, but there's a lot of individual, um, um, mental sides of it uh, or men- individual sports that kind of put to the mental side of it that you can, you know, incorporate into your own game. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> We have to touch on it. We love full circle moments. And one that stands out to us is you played Regional Liga in Leipzig. Probably were a huge Rebel Leipzig fan at the time. <laughs> yeah. And then about five years later, yesterday, uh, you're playing in that stadium against them. Now, what do you think Ryan Malone from 2017 would say if you told him this was going to happen? <laughs> I would have said, uh, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> you know. Now, uh, to, to be honest, if I if I was able to like say something to myself and say, listen, you know, in a couple of years, you're going to be playing in the stadium. I'd be like, I'd be like, that's pretty cool. But like, you know, how do, how do I get there? You know, what, mm-hmm. what are the steps that, I, that get, got me there? You know, that's, I, I talk a lot about on steps and, you know, not focusing on the end goal and stuff like that. And so like, I would, my first, my first question would have been like, all right, but what was my next step? I'm, I know where I'm at now, but what, where am I going next to like have it? So I'm going to be in that stadium playing against that team. Um, but yeah, yesterday was, yesterday was, uh, I said it was wild. That was a, a very cool experience to be able to play against a play against a team like that. They're you know Champions League quality team. They're unbelievable, um, unbelievably strong. So got to play against another uh, another American, Tyler Adams. So that was uh, that was cool. I got to be able to you know trade jerseys with him at the end of the game and kind of got to chat a little bit um, and kind of uh, just have a quick little conversation. So that was uh, that was pretty cool. That was unique. Nice. We we were gonna ask you if you secured that bag and got the uh, the Tyler Adams. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. It, it seemed like it. It seemed like it, but that's nice. Yeah. Nice full yeah, circle yeah, again. Yeah. So now we're going to head over into um, a little quick round. Um, a few questions that we'll just rattle off and, you know, okay. hopefully we don't catch you too off guard, but the first one we'll do is favorite moments in football so far. Uh, well, we already talked about it actually. It was, uh, my favorite moment was Jan Regensburg. That was uh for sure that moment um, to be able to score that, that penalty in that game and to be able to have my first start as a you know second Bundesliga player um, mm-hmm. and play 120 minutes as my first game was uh, was for sure huge. And that was, yeah, definitely my favorite moment so far. Yeah. And what about your most difficult moment? My most difficult moment were the la- the, the two negatives that, uh, that I talked uh, touched upon earlier was uh, this, this past summer, um, kind of going through, 
you know, that situation with uh, having no teams be interested after having, you know, after being relegated. And then plus, you know, the other situation with, uh, with Stuttgart and also having, you know, no teams interested as well after having um, basically saying, having a team basically say, okay, we don't want you anymore. You can leave. Um, so yeah, those two were definitely the lows of the lows for, for my situation, for sure. Mm. So if you weren't a footballer, what would you be? Uh, probably, I probably would have done something in sports for sure. I would definitely be in sports. Um, and I think I would have pursued being an athletic director maybe mm. in, uh, in, in a private school. Um, yeah, I just love the system of private school and the way that it's kind of like a, another stepping stone to help players get into to college. And I think being an athletic director, you have, you know, a big, uh, you can play a big role into having, helping players and into getting their future started. Mm-hmm. And best advice you've ever received? Um, yeah, it was from my, co- my college coach and it was uh, learning from the lows and enjoying the highs. Mm. Love that. Best player you ever played against? Kevin De Bruyne. I played against him in a, when he was with Wolfsburg in 2015. Oh wow! It was a, it was a friendly match, and uh, yeah, he was he was playing, and I got to play against him. So that was uh, that was pretty unique. Was he just unreal? Just like oh my god, he was insane. He was so good. <laughs> <laughs> he was so good. Anytime he got the ball, it's just like you have to play. You have to defend him with such caution because like in one second he he's here, or he's just like you know makes one little cut and plays a crazy ball, and it's just like. And if he's not top of the box, you need to, you need to put a body on him because that yeah, he's throwing gonna, yourself at him. I, oh I bet. God. He's going to put the ball away for sure easily. Yeah, he was uh, he was insane. He was very very good that year. Uh, best player you've ever played with? Um, it's kind of funky one because I would say it's a goalkeeper. It's uh, Benny Christen from from Luck. He used to play for for Dynamo Dresden. He was absolute insane goalkeeper, and you know. He was also someone who had a very, 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 you know, strong mental side to his game. And I really, uh, yeah, I kind of, I, I talked with him a lot about, you know, the mental side of it and, you know, things with that aspect. And he had a lot of ambitions to go to, to play in MLS and um, he ended up having a, an injury and that kind of, kind of took a, took a back seat into his, into his career, but for sure kind of funky to say that being you know a field player i would say that he was definitely one of the yeah. best players I've, I've played with yeah usually the goalies say the goalies the keepers say the keepers and the field players yeah. say an attacker or something like this but yeah, exactly. i like that it's a good it's a good shout out um yeah. maybe we're doing a little bit of confirmation here since we talked about it but favorite book yeah for sure mind jim of it yeah <laughs> what about quote that you live by or quotes quote that I live by um ah this is a good one my favorite quote if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life love that one perfect that's amen my, that's my perfect favorite. amen that's my yeah okay and, and one that's topical for for us too so we're pretty we're pretty uh interested by this your favorite german food my jerk oh ooh, i have a lot i have a couple <laughs> you have a lot that is not in the that is not a uh i wouldn't oh. expect that answer Oh, I love German food, really. Um, but it's good for the press. It, it's kind of it's kind of funny because Duna, uh, uh, but it's it's I know it's uh, it was invented from a from a Turkish guy, but mm. he was in Germany. He was a, he he was living in Germany for a long time, but he invented Duna, uh, or he started a, his Duna company or mm. a restaurant. And yeah, he's Turkish, but he was it was from Germany, so I consider that German food. Duna. What's yeah, what's your German. go-to if you're about to place in the uh, water? Oh, just a basic Dunatella. Donatella, yeah. Sure. I mean, oh, yeah. I can't have it That's too often, good. but when you have a good Donatella after like, I've had them after, you know, long games or something like this. And it's just like, oh my God. Oh, the best. The You're best. trying to explain to people back and it, home. And I think there might be like a place in the, in New York city. That's like Berlin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, besides yeah. that, I'm, I, I mean, I never really knew about it before coming out here. That was actually yeah. the first meal I ever had when I got here because I, I landed in Berlin and then I got to, I got to, when I was on my trial, I ended up going to um, my coach's like best friend's uh, house. And so he had to, he had to go to work. And so I was just kind of in his apartment and I was like, oh man, I'm really, really hungry. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to go downstairs. So I went downstairs and I didn't know where to go. And I just like found this restaurant. I was like, oh, it's really good. Whatever that is. And I was like, I'll take one of those, you know? And it was this big, big plate oh, yeah. and they 
fill that thing. They fill oh, it with yeah. the meat and the salad and all. Oh, it's the best. Class. So good. People go out there and try it. I love, I love that our last question, we really bonded on, on doing it. <laughs> <there. laughs> <laughs> amazing so That's so great. ryan we've we've talked about like everything up until now a lot of you know everything in your past um and we know the future is constantly changing goals ambitions constantly change and what we perceive as possible constantly changes but for you what does the future look like for ryan malone um well first off uh, i want to keep the league and stay in the second secondly with with rollstar um and then we'll see if We'll see if an extension happens, uh, but if not, then uh, at this point, my goal is to either stay in the second league or see what opportunities come in the MLS. That's, uh, that's another focus of mine and another opportunity that um, I'm looking forward to potentially building some contacts there. Um, but also along with the a future, not just, not just with, with playing is uh, I mentioned I mentioned before the podcast that we, uh, my agent and I are starting a, 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 like a business, but like a program that, you know, for players who are in division three or players who are in the USL who have ambitions to, to make the move to Germany or make the jump and, you know, seeing, wanting to just kind of experience the lifestyle in Germany. I, I, I kind of want to bring as many Americans over from, from America to Germany because I find it so unique when, you know, when Americans are playing here and it's, it's, Right now, it's it's starting to become a little bit more, but I've learned that there's no real connecting bridge from America to Germany, um, as in in terms of you know how how can I get there? Maybe someone has ambitions to come here and play and experience you know the style of, of German football for a year or two, or they really want to pursue uh, playing in, at a high level. And uh, there's no there's no real bridge to kind of get those players over here, and I kind of want to be that bridge to to help players and Asian wants to work together and you know make that happen love that any name for this yet or is still in the development no, no, stages it's still, yeah definitely still in the developmental stages we've kind of just uh over the last uh this past year we've we've really starting to you know talk about you know the <clears throat> more of the details and everything of how we want to go about it and stuff like that but uh when i find out a name and we start figuring out more details i'll definitely let you know <laughs> yeah let us know because we'd love to plug that we're all yes. about those pipelines now ryan where can people find you on socials whether it's i know you have uh a prestigious gaming career too. So where can everyone, where can everyone find you? Uh, my Instagram for sure. Uh, the, at Malone with, uh, with three E's at the end of that. That's sure. That's, uh, nice. that's the number one place for sure. That's my, <laughs> that's my number one uh, social media account that I use. Perfect. All right, Ryan, we want to thank you so much. Uh, amazing conversation. We're looking forward to a, uh, a part two, maybe next year and we'll be following along. So all the best. Absolutely. Thanks again, thank you Ryan. So much for having me. Thanks so much guys. Footwork is sponsored by ourselves. Also, Kung Fitness and Merchant Designs, baby. Follow us on Instagram at footwork underscore podcast. Twitter is at footwork podcast. YouTube and Facebook, just check out footwork podcast. Search it. Email us if you need anything, any questions at footworkpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, plug, plug, pass. Tell your parents, Amazon delivery guy, mailman, I don't know who, just tell them. Like, subscribe, review, all of it helps. Danke.